Hee, 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 hee. Thank you. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until uh, 10 p.m. Covering all the local stuff, everything from south of Santa Barbara to the 19, for the 19 million people living here in the SoCal. So uh, 9 p.m., by the way, uh, Playboy columnist, local writer, Angelino, resident of the City of Angels, right here in Los Angeles, uh, Bridget Fetesey. We'll come in at nine, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do we'll go long, hard, and deep into uh, some local stories, including Eric Garcetti. Uh, CNN dropped one of the puffiest puff pieces that you've ever seen about one of the puffiest mayors LA's ever had, Eric Garcetti, as he continues to go from New Hampshire to South Carolina to Iowa in his quest to never ever be president of the United States. He continues to hold press conferences and events across the country to make it clear that he's not running for the president of the United States. He already has a job. He is mayor of the City of Angels, which is filled with Angelinos uh, and some residents of Los Angeles as he battles homelessness and, yes, plays Galaga in uh, Hello, Fellow Kids. He plays Galaga on CNN. We have that for you. Uh, we just got the news uh, just a l- little bit ago of the passing of the legendary character actor Arlie Ermey, who um, th- actually uh, came to prominence in a, a, a sort of an obscure mid-70s movie called Boys and Company C, but he came to fame in Full Metal Jacket, where he was hired as the technical advisor and I don't even know. I have no idea who the actual actor was who was hired to play the role of Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. But he could not carry the baggage that Arlie Ermey did on the set. And so Stanley Kubrick, legendary, legendarily, fired the actor and hired Arlie Ermey to basically be himself. And that that was the joke about Arlie Ermey. If he was in a movie and he was playing a drill sergeant, probably a drill instructor, I apologize. In the Army, we have drill sergeants. In the Marine Corps, you have the DIs. Um, when he played a DI, he was not acting. That that was him. And he was not in disguise. <laughs> that was his costume. Uh, and then he went on to fame on his uh, the, the TV show he did on History Channel. I never missed an episode. And he has his own brew there at, Lang- at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster, where I'm assuming they're dimming the lights. But uh, the gunny, uh, the the legendary uh, gunnery sergeant, Arlie Ermey, dead at the age of 74. And I reached out to, just in the interest of privacy, to someone uh, someone that you would know uh, here in the KFI family. And I asked if, if you wanted to comment uh, you, or you had any comment uh, about the passing of Arlie Ermey. And, and he said, respectfully, it's too soon. So uh, so some uh, the, the guy touched a lot of people in Hollywood. In, in, you know, in a very, very real way, because he was larger than life. Uh, best known for his role as a tough drill instructor in Full Metal Jacket, died at age 74. Uh, uh, manager Bill Rogan said he will be greatly missed by all of us. Semper Fi, Gunny, Godspeed. Uh, real life U.S. Marine Corps sergeant. He made dozens of other appearances in film and television. 
He also hosted the documentary shows on the military uh, channel and history, including Lock and Load with Arlie Ermey, Gunny Time on History Channel and the Outdoor Channel, uh, et cetera. So uh, his longtime manager said, quote, it is, with, it is with deep sadness that I regret to inform you all that Arlie Ermey, the gunny, passed away this morning from complications of pneumonia. He will be greatly missed by all of us. Semper Fi, Godspeed. So there's a million different clips. I'll, I'll try to drop them in tonight as we're covering all the local local stories, including the lack of shootings in Los Angeles. So there's a good trend happening. But uh, I, I do have to play this one. This is one of my favorite. If you've, if you've seen Seven, and I simply assume everybody has seen the movie Seven at least once in your life. And if you've seen it, you probably liked it. And if you like it, you've probably seen it 20 times. And you know every scene. But Arlie Ermey played the supervisor of detectives of Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, of Detective Mills and Detective... Uh, and there's a couple great little scenes that he's in. And Arlie Ermey, I, I don't know, if you caught it, if, you, if you've ever been through boot camp or basic training, then, then you know the jokes that Arlie Ermey was making all of his career. Some people think that it was bravado or bluster or some the way everyone talks in the military. If you've ever been on the other, on the pointy end of a of a drill sergeant or drill instructor's hat, the so-called brown round, then then you you were inside on the joke with with Arlie Ermey. And and anyone who's ever been through boot camp or basic training was was a fan of Arlie Ermey. But his performance in seven is very subtle and very hilarious. And this is my favorite 22 seconds of Arlie Ermey in Seven. Seven deadly sins, Captain. Gluttony. Greed. Sloth. Wrath. Pride. Lust. And envy. Seven. Hold on. That's not even my desk. And then he he just hangs up the phone. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of my favorite scenes. He's sitting there getting briefed by uh, by Detective Mills about the seven deadly sins. The phone is ringing off the hook. And ended. Seven. Hold on. That's not even my desk. <laughs> and I mean, you, you look back at it, you realize, why, why was that scene even in there? Well, it's because David Fincher knew that Arlie Ermey was a hilarious, authoritative voice and all that, and they put that scene in, and it's always, I don't know why, but that has always cracked me up. Every time I see that movie, that quick five seconds into Arlie Ermey's comedy timing is precious. And in case you don't know, it's a set, and there actually was nobody on the phone. He just picks up the phone, and he says... Seven. Hold on. That's not even my desk. <laughs> yeah, so. so then they add the ringing later? <laughs> they fully it in, as they say. Wow. <laughs> so I would ask, if you're going to make pay tribute to Arlie Ermey tomorrow, sit at somebody else's <laughs> desk, pick up the phone when it rings, and just say, this is not even my desk, and, and hang the hell up. Seven. Hold on. That's not even my desk. <laughs> oh. There you go. I'll play some of the more well-known, some of the cliche clips that you're seeing, and that's kind of the shame of of tonight, is that there's a bunch of go-to clips. They're all going to be from Full Metal Jacket. Um, and well, that it, was a powerful role. It was, and he nailed it. Yes. And and he and, and and by the way, 
everything he said in the initial briefing that he's Gunnery Sergeant Hartman and I am tough but fair, you will hate me. It's a it, it's he said it a hundred times uh, in in San Diego at Marine Corps recruiting. He said it in real life. The reason he is so authentic when he, when he gives those speeches uh, and 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 gives gives the set answer. No matter no matter what you, on that day that you get to boot camp or basic training, there's no correct answer. There's none. One of you is from some podunk state, and you know what? The only thing in that state is going to be either a selection of queers or steers. Sometimes it's steers and queers, and they're fresh out of steers, so which are you? There's no correct answer. And that's why if if you've ever been through that process in your life, you laughed your ass off when you saw Full Metal Jacket, when you saw the first eight minutes of that movie, eight to nine minutes of that movie, you were laughing your ass off. Other people in the theater were horrified, I recall, but I kept laughing really, really loudly, inappropriately. I, I don't know if Kubrick, if we were supposed to be horrified or whatever, but I kept laughing my ass off because I knew that Arlie Ermey was laughing uh, inside, deep, deep inside. Arlie Ermey dead at the uh, age of 74. We'll be back. Auto mishaps, stabbing, Coachella, all of it, plus... Uh, whatever you think, uh, Eric Garcetti is traveling the country, not running for mayor and comparing L.A. to Iowa. Uh, that and more coming up. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. <laughs> KFI AM six forty more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian suits here until ten p.m. I I don't know. I, I don't like do a lot of personal stories in general on uh, on KFI, but but uh, I I do have to explain on Friday night as uh, Conway was trying to get a hold of me because of the missile strikes in Syria. Uh, we were in Norco. We we'd driven a hundred miles, a two hundred mile round trip to see a border collie that we wanted to. Rescue from a place that that uh, is is a border collie rescue place, and my understanding was well, okay, you make this appointment, you go down, you meet the dog, then they come and they check out your house and the whole thing, and it was just long story short, the weirdest vibe I got was on the phone with the person fostering this dog, this ten month old border collie that that. Uh, Belongs at my place because we've got 11 fenced acres and well water and eggs, fresh eggs to eat and rabbits to chase and all this. And the feeling I got immediately uh, right after I knocked on the door was, was she'd made up her, her mind. And I didn't know why. I had no clue. And so we bring our daughter. Our daughter sits there for 30 minutes bonding with this dog that just loves her. And we're getting quizzed about our fence and rattlesnakes and the, the whole thing. And I realized after like 30 minutes, my phone's ringing. And I'm looking down, I'm seeing the 818, the super secret KFI hotline, uh, which is uh, uh, 818 What is it? No, anyway. <laughs> um, actually, it's an 800 number. And you can, I'm not that easy. You're not going to trick me. I'm not going to say the, the hotline. But I, I see the hotline calling, and I know, uh, and I check the tweeter machine, and I know what's going on because I said at 2 p.m. on Friday with, with uh, Gary Hoffman what was about to happen. So it's happening. And I realized after 30 minutes that this, this woman and her husband have never asked what I did for a living. And I said, I need to take a phone call. And my wife said, uh, yeah, I guess there's a serious, serious thing kicking off. 
and um, and Brian works at this radio station in L.A. And the woman and her husband both said, yeah, we know. <laughs> How'd they know? I don't effing know. But I have been in this business long enough to know that when I meet you for the first time and you don't know what I do for a living, I you react one way. If I meet you and you all have and you've known me for 10, you've listened to me for 10 years and you've already made up your mind about me, I know that immediately. I know immediately you've made up your mind. I, I have enough friends of friends of friends who who I've met, you know, who will do the eye roll when you meet them. Oh yeah, KFI. Uh, why are you friends with John and Ken? You know, whatever, right? That's always how it goes down. And that's the vibe I got. And I realized right then we're not getting this dog. They're, they're you're kidding. They're, they're not going to do this because of who you are. I, I don't. Or you're not sure. What they're the, letting how much my daughter. Are. They're sitting there letting my daughter bond with this dog. And then I said, okay, well we can lock in the home visit on Monday. You'll see that the fence is fine, fully fenced, 11 acres, trees, rabbits to chase, great time. And then, of course, then I get the text on Saturday morning that we're not, we're not getting the dog. We're sure you're good enough owners, but you're, you're not getting this dog. And, it was, and I said, wait, I thought your, your, your rescue said that a home visit was part of it. Don't you owe us, at least, before you make that, that decision, give us a home visit. And I, and I didn't get an answer, so I shot an email off to the, to the organizer of the rescue, and I said, you know, I can't, res I can't recommend you guys. I, I, I'm, I would be your greatest advocate. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm a huge, this is all we ever want to own are border collies. And people email me all the time about where can I find one and where's a good place to look. And I would love to recommend them. But I mean, and also I told my wife to turn the radio off. That's why I'm doing this because we haven't told her. So uh, You haven't told your daughter? That we're not getting oh, it. Oh, no. Because she keeps talking all day long. Oh, about the dog. Uh, yeah. And she just lost, we just lost a dog a month ago that she's still crying. And I'm still crying over. And so, uh, so we're we have a guy. Luckily, there's a guy here in Burbank, who who has uh, a litter of border collie puppies, and so he's working with me on that. But but you know, I I thought the I thought a great idea would be to go through a rescue, uh, like we've done with all of our dogs, you know, and do that. So that's that's my personal story, and I, I'm just I'm just doing that just simply because I want people to understand or to to know what was going on on Friday night. If you want to know, um, I will. Uh, I'll email. If you want to know what I'm talking about, what the, what the rescue is, email me at BrianSuits at iHeartMedia.com. I'll detail it back to you. But it was it was astoundingly unfair, and and it was all based. And like I say, <laughs> I had no clue what was going on until I realized that they made up their mind. Uh, uh, there was no other reason, absolutely no other reason, and it kind of pissed me off. As what neighborhood tell. was that in? Oh, it was it was way down in Norco. Oh, okay. And 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 this woman was asking about rattlesnakes because in the application I had indicated that we had a, a dog hit by a rattlesnake two years ago, hmm. and I said, hey, yeah. And three thousand dollars later, she was a hundred percent fine. <laughs> you know, we we got her to the vet because we like love our dogs and junk. And three thousand dollars later, the dog is fine, and I and because she's a member of the family. And uh, and that uh, says a lot. Yeah, and so one of her, her things is, well, we're really concerned about the rattlesnakes and your short fence. I said, what the five foot fence is a short fence, and and w what is Norco a rattlesnake free zone? Yeah, seriously? So anyway, yeah, you want your dog to have a nice wide open space. Yeah. You would think, as you can tell, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, nothing, nothing erases, nothing heals the loss of a dog like getting another dog, like getting a new dog. Uh, or a puppy. So our daughter's never actually had a puppy. 
Uh, so she's going to get to raise a dog from from Jump Street. But it has to be a border collie. Yeah, it's it, it's we're just so bonded with that breed. You know, it's like it's like having, you know, a, a, a best buddy walking around all that. And we've we've just had these great border collies, and and we we just want to do that. So uh, anyway, back to uh, even more super hyper local Sunday. Um, the Studio City Fire, early, early, early Saturday morning. This is really wacky because we used to live right above it. Um, where this is in Studio City, we lived on Fredonia Avenue, just like the Marx Brothers. We lived up on Fredonia Avenue. We were literally three doors down from Jared Leto, who, who walked around like, like, like stone Jesus. And um, th- this stretch of, of Ventura, which turns into Cahuenga, um, it's right after you you at the south end of Lancashire. If you turn on Ventura, that's by the way, that's Yitzhak Rabin Square. Uh, if you want the, uh, the the trivia answer, Lancashire and Ventura is Yitzhak Rabin Square. If you take a left, there's a liquor store right there. There's a Carl's Jr. and then there's a world famous jazz club called the Baked Potato. A lot of people who who are into jazz in L.A. You know the baked potato. Still there, huh? It is still there, and they will be open until the musicians stop playing. At one time, the my wife and kid were, were out of town. I went down there 10 at night and paid a $30 cover, and they played till 4 a.m. It was amazing. Well, this music studio was right behind there in the alley, uh, right below where, where we lived. Um, a 28-year-old man has been arrested in connection with a fire that left two men dead, two other people gravely injured at a music studio. Uh, in Studio City, authorities announced Ephraim Demery was taken into custody Saturday evening, booked Sunday morning on suspicion of murder, being held without bail. The fire occurred early Saturday morning at the single-story commercial building on the 3700 block of North Cahuenga. It was top-notch studios. Uh, and a singer-songwriter, L.A. Price, said, quote, I could have died if I wasn't in the light sleep that I was. I could have died, period. We're not getting... A lot of other details on this, but obviously when fire turns to homicide, uh, then authorities have found something uh, in there. But uh, two dead, two two badly injured in in that fire. Uh, And Coachella goes on. We'll uh, cover that. Stabbings, a shooting or two, uh, more stuff. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. at KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. (gasps) Michael Chappé with the news. Welcome to L.A. Okay, if I am 640 more stimulating talk, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Super Hyper Local Bitter About Dog Adoption Sunday, in fact. And uh, Bridget Fetisy, Playboy columnist, playboy.com columnist, will join us for a second hour to comment about Los Angeles, which is full of Angelinos uh, here in the City of Angels. Uh, accidents all over the place. Uh, as as it, it, There's an odd thing going on as the... Um, as the gunplay uh, goes down, the vehicular accidents seem to be going up. And in, in, in a couple high-profile cases now uh, with law enforcement, LAPD involved in a uh, double LAPD patrol department uh, crash, uh, one plowing into a home's fence in Vermont Square in South L.A. Um, the crash occurred around 4.30 p.m. in the intersection of West 41st and Denker. A uh, witness who lives nearby told Channel 5 KTLA a video of the scene after the crash shows an LAPD cruiser smash into a metal rod fence 
outside of a home. An LAPD spokesperson initially said the crash only involved one patrol car, but police later confirmed that two vehicles were involved and some uh, some of the four officers involved suffered minor cuts from the airbags and went home for the day. And we'll we'll save I'll save the 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 shooting here in uh for in 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 a second as, as we comb around uh shooting wise as far as we can in in LA county property we can only we can only find this weekend only only one shooting uh but in studio also studio city uh, where we lay our scene the scene of the tragic uh fire that killed two uh, that now has turned into an arson and arson homicide about six were hurt four critical injuries in a four car collision saturday morning the crash was reported around 1.20 a.m. on uh, North Laurel, said Margaret St- uh, uh, Stewart of the LAPD. The six patients were taken to hospital. Details about the crash were not available, but uh, that's that's why, like my dad used to say, there's nothing to do after midnight but uh, get in trouble. James Comey was on a, a special, an ABC special with, uh, with uh, George Stephanopoulos tonight. And though this this is not particularly local, this is uh, national breaking news. But he he has a revelation about Donald Trump, and uh, and it, it strikes me because I don't know if CNN understands the hypocrisy of sending out this headline, and then again Comey said what he said, but Donald Trump defeated a woman who was running for president whose husband didn't have the most stellar reputation when it came to you know. The ladies. So here's uh, here's James Comey on uh, what he thinks about Donald Trump's treatment of the ladies. You write that President Trump is unethical, untethered to the truth. Is Donald Trump unfit to be president? Yes, but not in the way I often hear people talk about it. I don't buy the stuff about him being mentally incompetent or early stages of dementia. He strikes me as a person of above average intelligence who's tracking conversations and knows what's going on. I don't think he's medically unfit to be president. I think he's morally unfit to be president. A person who sees moral equivalence in Charlottesville, who talks about and treats women like they're pieces of meat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you know what? Pick that up and run with that, Democrats. Like they're pieces of meat who about and treats women like they're pieces of meat. Yeah, so so do that. So again, Don, Donald Trump hooked up with a hooker as a private citizen. Donald Trump was, and, and when he did it, he was cheating on the woman he was having an affair with, who was Playmate of the Year, uh, Karen McDougal. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone nodding? What, do you, what are all the thumbs up for? And Karen McDougal was the affair that he was having while he was cheating on his wife, who just had his son, Barron. But at none of those times was Donald Trump an elected public official. So I would really, really watch it with the high horse that you're on. And again, James Comey is, uh, is a highly religious Catholic guy, went to a Jesuit college, uh, tweets biblical passages all the time, even before his, his Twitter feed was unmasked, his anonymous feed. This guy has a moral code Somewhere between uh, choir boy and mm, taller choir boy. He's 6'8". But I would really, really back off on how Donald Trump treats women. Who talks about and treats women like they're pieces of meat. Who so, so that's the headline, though. CNN ran with that as the headline. Comey, colon, Trump treats women like pieces of meat.
And uh, I'm waiting to hear Bill Clinton's reaction on that. Because everything that we know about Bill Clinton happened when he was an elected official. So, but we already knew this about Trump anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's not, here's a, that's the crazy part is that is that it, most of this was known and understood. I mean, he was on before election day on audio with Billy Bush saying that women are naturally attracted to him because he's rich. And you can have them all. All you got to do is grab them by the crotch and the whole thing. None of this was a mystery. He never denied it. And you contrast that with people who ran and were reelected and did to 21-year-old interns in the White House uh, what what should never, ever happen. And that guy's considered a very successful president. I consider Bill Clinton a very successful president. He benefited from the, 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 the Cold War... Uh, uh, what you may call it, you know, a dividend as the economy was retooling uh, and, and there was an economic boom in the late 90s. Bill Clinton uh, uh, was rewarded by that, but he was a good president. He really was a good president. I consider him effective. He got stuff done. Even if even if his vetoes were overridden, he still ultimately he signed welfare to work and, and all that. Um, th- there were a lot of people who were morally disgusted by what he did. Of course, I was morally disgusted by what he did, and I never voted for him, but I do recognize that he was effective. Donald Trump never denied any of this crap. None of it. And, I mean, I'm just curious, uh, former FBI Director Comey, uh, did you separate or administratively discipline FBI agents who treated women like pieces of meat? Or uh, or what? Not sure. Uh, we have, I guess, the one shooting this weekend that we can find so far. And that we, we're talking about all of L.A. County. And this is 2018. Can you imagine being in a time machine in 1988? Fast forwarding to 2018, turning on KFI and saying, where's Phil Hendry? Uh, and then me saying, there's only one homicide in L.A. County this weekend. And I'm talking L.A. County, not city of L.A. One person dead, another was injured in a shooting Sunday at a Lancaster IHOP. Officers responded around 1.50 p.m. to the restaurant, the 700 block of Interstate 35 East. Of I think they mean just 35 East. Um, uh, two people were found suffering from gunshot wounds outside of the IHOP. A man was pronounced dead at the scene. A woman was taken to a local hospital with injuries not thought to be life-threatening. The suspected shooter, whose name has not been released, turned himself in to the Duncanville Police Department. Police said the shooting was an isolated incident. So there's now widespread shootings at IHOPs. And by the way, I should point out, this is like a half a mile short of Kern County. That, that this is actually... Kept, I, and I, does, who's, can anyone tell me where Duncanville is? Uh, but uh, anyway, so Duncanville PD is where the guy turned himself in. So there's your shooting. That's your L.A. County shooting right there. When we come back, um, uh, that's not, uh, sadly, the only murder in L.A. County this weekend. And I don't mean the murder of music that's happening at Coachella. We'll get to that. Uh, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. on KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. Next hour, we'll be joined all hour by Bridget Fetesy, Playboy.com columnist, and a observant Angelino who lives here in Los Angeles, uh, as well as the uh, City of Angels. We'll we'll take apart, we'll dissect this 
Eric Garcetti puff piece that CNN put up just a few hours ago, uh, following Eric Garcetti as he travels the country announcing that he's not running for president, as he meets with various and diverse groups, speaking both the English and the Hispanic, uh, he is announcing that he's not running for president. Well, first he has to tell them who he is. Yeah, yeah. I know, thing one. <laughs> By the way, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, okay, one dead in the Lancaster IHOP, got it. The suspect, whose name has not been released, turned himself into the Duncanville Police Department. Little problem. There is no Duncanville, California. Oh. I just looked that up. I've never heard of it. I never heard of it. I mean, at some point in the past 10 years here on KFI, you hear every single name of every single town and county in California. Never heard of Duncanville. So I'm thinking, what is that, the crime-free capital of California? No, it doesn't exist. So unless, uh, I don't know, did this guy call L.A. County Sheriff's Department and go, oh, yeah, it's uh, Duncanville PD. Yeah, we got your shooter. He's uh, he's in handcuffs and stuff. So don't worry about it. We got him. Stop looking. You may stop. You can you can stop searching for him. So there's that. Goodbye. Good talk. Click. Bzzz. Uh, don't know. Not sure. Well, um, a death but not a shooting, a Fontana house party leads to a dead teenager. An individual found outside a house party in Fontana died of a stab wound early Sunday, uh, earlier today. According to authorities, Fontana PD said they responded to the 7500 block of Madrona around 2.30 a.m. and saw several so-called party goers, close quote, fleeing the scene. Officers said they then discovered a male victim believed to be in his mid-teens, mid-teens lying on the street with a stab wound on his chest. They tried to render aid, but the victim would later succumb to his injuries at the hospital. The stabbing happened on Ramona Avenue. The police department noted that the investigation was in its early stages and that the detectives were still at the scene Sunday morning. Anyone with information can call Fontana P- PD, for that matter, anyone without information. You know, something going on on Twitter. Apparently, uh, LAX traffic is being delayed for Terminals 5, 6, and 7. It's police activity. No details uh, given. Yeah. On the departure or arrival level? Uh, terminal upper level, so that would be departure, departure yes. Um, and, and and if you know what you're doing, you, you always go to, to arrivals. The bottom, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the lower. Hell yeah. Yes. If you can find the right escalator to go on. OMG. Yeah. Uh, an armed man, we'll get on that, we'll keep tracking that. An armed man was shot and wounded by uh, the uh, police in the Riverside County community of Paris Friday night. Expected to survive his injuries, the shooting occurred at 9.20 p.m. Arriving officers found a man holding a gun. He refused commands to drop the gun and then pointed it at the officers, prompting them to open fire on him. After being shot, police used a canine to take the man into custody because he was continuing to be an a-hole. Uh, or and the police misspelled it. They said, quote, uncooperative. But I think you'll find there's an A-S-S and then it's all one word, hole. Now, the man was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. His name was not released, though officers, no officers were hurt. Um, and speaking of a-holes, how about this guy? Uh, Tustin. How about, th- th- there's, in Southern California, whoever you are, black, white, the red man, the Asian, the Hispanic man speaking Hispanic, the plaid man, you don't mess with our cars. You don't. You don't mess with our cars. Not not when our cars are parked on the street. That's that's almost like a DMZ. That that anywhere you live, from Silmar to Compton to Bel Air to Beverly Hills, 
the car is a civilian. Okay? Throw a flaming bag of poo on my welcome mat and ring the doorbell. Fine. But the car, where it parks, is a civilian. It's like horse, horse thievery. Yeah, it is. It's like tying your horse up outside the saloon. It's a civilian. Okay? But not to David Knowles, 44. He, um, the 44-year-old Tustin man was arrested Sunday for allegedly spray-painting cars after officers noticed red paint on his hands. So he, anyone, attention metaphor police, he, uh, he was caught literally red-handed. Uh, David Knowles was initially contacted by Tustin officers around 8 a.m. in the area of Pacific and 3rd in Tustin. As the officer was talking to him, he noticed the red paint on Knowles' hands. Uh, according to Tustin PD, police had been investigating vandalism reports in which a number of cars had been spray-painted with the color red. So the officer, thinking quickly, realizes, I may have a suspect here, and I may have um, a, a, an astoundingly low-hanging fruit when it, off the metaphor tree. Um, Knowles had allegedly admitted to the officer that he had spray-painted cars in the area. However, he would not explain a motive for the action, uh, as a gathering crowd said, who the F cares, let me at him. I'm making that part out. Uh, officers eventually totaled 14 vehicles in the area that have been spray-painted red. The attacks seem to be completely uh, random. Totaled? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, well, no, a total of 14 oh, cars. Oh, 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 oh. And, for instance, there's a picture of a white uh, Chevy pickup of the sort that, uh, for instance, Petros Papadakis endorses. White quad cab. And there's just a single walking long racing stripe from the uh, from the front left fender to the rear bed of the pickup. White pickup, big rate, big red spray painted stripe. So it's not even like covering these cars in paint. It's just a line, just a stripe. Yeah, just walking down there. I don't. I guess it's better than keying the car. I think that's the possibly. only thing you can say. Yeah, if you can get it off. If you can, and uh, I mean, I would recommend. You know, they have like veteran courts in L.A. County where if you're a veteran. And you do some, you do some douchebaggery. You can get sympathy from the court. There should be a special kind of punishment where the guy can opt for public humiliation, and we'll have a town square, and we'll throw not our own, we'll throw strangers' feces at him. We can't even account for where it came from, and the guy will sit there on a hot day. We'll cover him in gorilla poo, and he'll have to sit there. I'm being serious about criminal justice, Joey. And he'll have to sit there as it dries, and it'll be hydrated periodically so it continues to, to stay wet. And then at the end of the day, when the sun goes down, he'll be unshackled and he'll be expunged of the crime. But, I mean, I'm, I, I'm only half kidding because that's how we all feel about our cars. Uh, all right, back next hour, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of the City of Angels, which is filled with Angelinos here in Los Angeles, is uh, uh, flying across the country, not running for president. Um, that plus... Counterfeit makeup has human poo. We'll bring Bridget Fetessy, who is also in the City of Angels, and Angelino here. Uh, she'll sit in for the hour, and uh, we'll do some commentary and take apart the Eric Garcetti audio. Next hour on Super Apple Local Sunday, Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. on KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Yeah! Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. But we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. 
KFI AM, 640 more stimulating talk. It is hour number two of Super Hyper Local Sunday. Everything that you need to know if you're south of Santa Barbara, the 19 million of you that want to win your Monday. And uh, this hour sitting in, Bridget Fetessy, columnist for Playboy.com and a bunch of other outlets. Br- Bridget, sign in, say hello. Hi. Uh, and where else are we reading your stuff? Uh, Mel Magazine. Mel, and, and this was, uh, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, we uh, we talked to Bridget about her going undercover undercover on AshleyMadison.com. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and we got, I got a lot of response from that. And apparently you did too. I did. I actually got... Um, Someone who listened sent us a nice email. Um, so it's radio. People can't see it, but you're wearing a Tucker Carlson mouth agape T-shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> it's that it's that quintessential Tucker Carlson look. That baby, a baby my, pooping. My daughter is freaked out. Whenever he does that, she's freaked out because he, he freeze frames that face. Because <laughs> as someone's answering, he cracks the mouth open, stares at the camera, and it looks like it's they actually freeze framed it, but you're you're wearing it as kind of a social experiment. Well, one of the other outlets I write for is the Federalist occasionally, and I was a great website. People should go to thefederalist.com. Terrific, yeah, commentary. I was uh, when I was on Twitter, I'm taking a hiatus. I was tweeting about all of the reactions I was getting to this shirt, and Ben Dominant, the publisher, reached out and he was saying, "Please write about this for us." So you've had because someone sent you. The, the shirt, yes. because we we were, uh, I forgot what it was on Twitter. Someone was sending out like, what's his best face, the best Tucker Carlson face or something. And you said, I. No, it was, the, oh, I think had... it was like a, one of the, um what are they called? The brackets they yeah. were doing. Yeah, I, yeah. And then I I found this shirt. um My friend, I someone sent it to me and I said, please, someone get me this shirt. And one of my Twitter followers sent it to me. And uh, I mean, copyright aside about owning his image, who cares? So you've been wearing a Tucker Carlson shirt around Los Angeles for a what, week. What part of L.A.? West L.A. Oh, oh it is the bubble. So the bubble within the bubble. Without revealing the big tell in, in your column, uh, what, what's so far? What's what's been going on? The bubble is much smaller than I thought. Mostly shocked that nobody knows who it is. So. People ask me all the time, who is that on your shirt? Is that a comedian? Someone asked me if it was my boyfriend. Somebody, I, I wore it to my comedy show the other night, and I did, polled the audience and asked them how There were about 35 people in the audience and asked if anyone knew. One person knew in the back. And then when they when I revealed who it was, everybody booed. <laughs> and I was, so they don't know who he is by image, but when you say the name... <laughs> Uh, no, it's not even that. Then they then they say, "Who's that?" And I say, He's "A Fox News." And then they just started booing. And I well, was like, "I go. like to start all my shows with boos." And I should point out that it doesn't say Tucker Carlson rocks your world. No, or, any, it's or just Tucker his face. Carlson sucks. It's just him making his baby pooping face. face. That <laughs> uh, that's funny. But also, though, it also kind of reveals that that a lot of cable TV has far less punch than they think it does. Uh, and and there were there were a couple of months last year that this radio station had more listeners per day than MSNBC had viewers in a day. Well, I've been looking at the numbers for this piece, and actually, when you break it down, it's really not that many no. percentage wise for how many people are in the country. And it seems I I would I I was just shocked because for all of the millions of think pieces that came out after the election about how the bubble is why we didn't see this coming and we were blindsided and. What happened? You would think they like people in West LA would have done more opposition research, but they can't even handle hearing the word Fox without turning yeah. on their heel and walking away. 
But then again, I wonder, you know, I, I would have to say the ratio of people who can identify Ernesto Che Guevara and even give me a 20-year range fan of, of when, when he did his significant work or his infamous work, I would, I would say one out of 50 people wearing that image on a button, a shirt, a jacket, even could identify the guy. Okay. Because all they know is that whoever he is... It's a counterculture statement or something. They have mm-hmm. no idea that the guy was a murderous psychopath. That's true. So uh, <laughs> I so, think they might know that he's like saying? from a Rage Against the Machine shirt. You know, like yeah. their logo. You know what would be funny would be to give out the Tucker Carlson shirt to people and see who would take a free shirt without that, knowing who the hell he is. <laughs> that was like, you just reminded me of that um, Nirvana video that went viral of the girl wearing the Nirvana shirt and somebody videotaped her and asked her who was playing and it was Nirvana and she had no idea. Oh, oh gosh. Yes. It was embarrassing. <laughs> For everyone. Um, this is uh, not local, but I want to do the story anyway. Uh, I don't know if, you've, if you, 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 may, you may react in real time if, if you wish, wish uh, Bridget. A well-known gay rights attorney and environmental activist set himself on fire and burned to death in Brooklyn. Uh, the well-known uh, gay rights lawyer and environmental uh, advocate is uh, 60-year-old David Buckle. He was found early Saturday in Brooklyn's Prospect Park. The charred remains, I'm sorry, the charred remains of the 60-year-old. The New York Daily News reports that Buckle left a suicide note saying he had used, and I don't know, I'm no psychologist, but this might, I I don't know if drama queenism is such a thing, but this guy burned himself to death, left a suicide note saying that he used fossil fuel to burn himself (laughs) as a metaphor for the destruction of the planet. He wow. added that he hoped his death, death was honorable and, quote, might serve others, close quote. <laughs> How is it going to serve others? And I want to say... It's just a mess to clean up. Actually <laughs> pouring fossil fuel on yourself and lighting it is not a metaphor. No. That's a very real for. Yeah. That's a what the hell for. <laughs> That's, no, you're not. You realize suddenly I'm I'm a I'm a That's victim literal. of my own narrative. This is I've, this is literal. I can't, yeah. Now I can't pick up the suicide note because I'm burning. <laughs> That's what I want to know is where did he leave the suicide I, note? I, that, oh, I forgot. I pinned it to myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were, I did he did he bring it on a steel tablet so it didn't burn or something? But that's aggressive. But I mean, I I don't know I don't know where to start with this this guy. But he so he creates a bunch of greenhouse gases <laughs> in his death. To, as a metaphor, because he wants people to raise their... Was that uh, his job? Was it his... Well, it's, it just describes him as a gay rights and environmental advocate huh. attorney. Um, uh, and, and, I mean, we, you know, I, as a student of history, you see the grainy TV footage from the 60s of Buddhist monks immolating themselves in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a happy time. No. It looks horrible. It, it looks really, really, truly horrible. Yeah, that... That that seems like some mental illness. And, and by the way, to not take a friend with you, because obviously they would have put you out or something, but so when they find him, it's charred remains. Okay, A, where in Brooklyn did this happen that nobody noticed a person on fire? I don't, Prospect Park. I'm not. In the middle of a park, no one noticed yeah, I don't until know, it was charred no, remains? I don't know nothing about East of the Rockies, but it, it occurs to me that New York's fairly densely populated. Yeah. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. And someone smells something cooking, and they go, is that fossil fuels? <laughs> why, why, yes, it is.
And uh, but so anyway, this that whole story is just that weird. Happened. I have not seen that on the news, but that was this morning in New York. They found the charred remains of a guy who decided that pouring fossil fuel on himself and then creating a whole bunch of CO2 and, and carbon monoxide and pollution would be a, a, a rational way to protest uh, environmental damage. And there, by the way, you're going to be forgotten about in 30 seconds. Yeah. I think, in the news cycle. Yeah. So yep. great statement. When we come back, uh, Apple, a uh, uh, leaked Apple memo telling people not to leak memos uh, has come out. Also, the mayor of Los Angeles is traveling America, telling people he's not running for mayor uh, and looking very dapper as he does it. Plus, fake makeup with human poo. <laughs> the, the LAPD is on the job. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so uh, doing a public service. We'll be back right after this. Bridget Fetessy from Playboy.com is sitting in here on Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is dark. Pardon me. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. with uh, Bridget Fetessy sitting in with, with a quintessential song for Angelinos. One time, one night in America. And it also appeals to people uh, in the City of Angels as well as Los Angeles. So uh, as Eric Garcetti is very busy not running for president as he crosses the country, a very puffy puff piece on CNN uh, went up. Before, b- before we get to that, because I, I, don't, I don't have any insight into this world, but evidently there's a pretty huge counterfeit makeup thing. Uh, just like just like in New York, there's all there's counterfeit stuff all around LA. You just have to know where to look. But counterfeit makeup, makeup's very expensive, so this is not a surprise. Seven hundred thousand dollars worth of counterfeit makeup products have been seized by the LAPD. Uh, imitation versions of popular products such as Kylie Jenner's Kylie Cosmetics and Mac were confiscated from twenty-one separate targets at Santee Alley in downtown Los Angeles. Our friends at uh, Channel 5 said this. New at one, a major bogus cosmetics bust in downtown's uh, L.A. fashion district. Six people were arrested in connection to the crime, and $700,000 worth of counterfeit cosmetics have been seized. An LAPD task force, 21 different locations in the district district, fashion district yesterday. The raid came after reports that counterfeit brand name cosmetics had caused consumers to develop rashes and bumps. Huh? In addition, those bogus products were found to contain high levels of bacteria, including animal feces and urine. The six- yeah! So there you go. So poop, not only was it counterfeit, it was poopy. Uh, the, the FBI was initially tipped off to the counterfeit operation by reports of usage causing outbreaks of rashes. Yeah. The testing of the counterfeit items revealed that not only did it uh, contain impersonator chemicals, but also included human waste and feces, and the LAPD uh, proudly uh, were trumpeting their achievement with pictures of the counterfeit makeup. Uh, <laughs> Captain Mark Rena, uh, at LAPD Mark Rena, R-E-I-N-A, said, quote, Busted! Major task force hits 21 locations in the L.A. fashion district and net 700,000 in counterfeit cosmetics found to contain bacteria and human waste. <laughs> the best price is not always the best deal. <laughs> So there, there. How do you, how do you like that? Real life cops with catchphrases. <laughs> uh, only in L.A. I like that. The best price is not always the best deal. Okay, first of all, what are imposter chemicals? Is that what you said? And that's what they said. Impo- in, in, um, impersonator, impersonator chemicals. Impersonator chemicals. Impersonator chemicals. Um, I, I'm going to need to Google that later. And you know what strikes me about this is whenever the police, whenever DEA says, 
Yeah, we seized $19 million street value and cocaine. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, they, they're, they're going down to the highest price paid at the very retail level, but, but 10,000 pounds of cocaine or a thousand pounds of cocaine is not going to get $19 million. But it, it strikes me that in this, it has a price on it. Yeah. I mean, they literally added up all the impersonator chemicals and poopy makeup and they get $700,000 in, in poopy makeup. I didn't realize that the market was that big, I guess. For- so. But it makes sense. Women in Los Angeles have been smearing poo on their faces in the name of Kylie Jenner. That is a perfect metaphor. That's the that's, <laughs> that's the bottom line. And and then I uh, because this is not my world. Uh, though I, I'm I'm not in the city of angels, nor am I an Angelino. But do who goes to the fashion district for makeup? Is that is that really a thing? Do wealthy I, women go there? Uh, I have heard about you know getting the knockoff bags down there, and and so I I would assume you would go for the same. For makeup, I know that people. I don't know if they're wealthy women, but because I want to think that wealthy Bel Air, Beverly Hills women are smearing poo on their faces, but I sense they don't go to downtown LA. No, so that's too. It's so so again. This is a class crime. Not people, enough that it's the Kylie Jenner fans. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> well, if they people trying to save a buck are the ones putting poo on their faces. Or their assistants are going downtown. Well, they're I hope not. so. Uh, I hope so. And you really got to manage your brand a little more, Kylie, because it turns out people are just smearing poo on their faces. <laughs> but a highly, very expensive poo, uh, as it uh, as it turns out. Um, Apple has warned employees to not leak memos, says a leaked memo. Apple warned employees to stop leaking internal information on future plans, raised the specter of potential legal action and criminal charges. One of the most aggressive moves by the world's largest tech company, uh, the Cupertino, California-based company said in a lengthy memo posted to its internal blog that it, quote, caught 29 leakers last year and noted that 12 of those were arrested. Wow. Yeah. They arrested? Well, and remember Friday that I, I wonder what's the... What's I, the... I, 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 you'd think it would be civil. I get it. What's the crime? You work there and you sign non-disclosures right, this right. thick. If you violate them, you're fired. Right. Maybe they can sue you. Um, but criminally, what's California prosecuting someone for? <laughs> leaking. So the, Is there a leaking of yeah. memo? And then you saw Friday crime? that Trump Trump said that James Comey was a was a leaker, a leaker and a liar. Did you see that tweet? I did. A leaker and a liar. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, James Comey was on ABC with George Stephanopoulos earlier tonight, and he got back at Trump because of Trump's treatment of women. You write that President Trump is unethical. Here's the. Here's the boring lead-up. Is Donald Trump unfit to be president? Yes, but not in the way I often hear people talk about it. I don't buy the stuff about him being mentally incompetent or early stages of dementia. He strikes me as a person of above-average intelligence who's tracking conversations and knows what's going on. I don't think he's medically unfit to be president. I think he's morally unfit to be president. A person who sees moral equivalence in Charlottesville who talks about and treats women like they're pieces of meat, who lies constantly about matters big and small. See, all those things except the, 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 the women part is, is the, the, the part that I don't get because I, I, th- this is a guy who never denied any of the rumors about him. And then that audio came out with him and Billy Bush, and he basically owned it. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, that's not my voice. Those aren't my pants. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uh, cops. In in uh, in in Universal City, he 
that happened. It dropped on a Friday. The assumption was he's done. It's October. When Middle America with these evangelists hear that, they're going to be uh, they're going to hate him. It didn't happen. And and moral fitness is suddenly a requirement for the presidency. I, since since when? I don't know. I absolutely did. It seems you know, like a new that train left the station. What circa 1998? I guess uh, or, or so, previously? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but you know, the first time of clothing with DNA spackled with P- DNA left the White House was approximately 1998. At least JFK had the good sense to have people killed, you know, before I, or whatever says the rumors. But <laughs> but, uh, but but again, he had a compliant media that were not trying to shoot him down. You know, Clinton had the the right-wing media trying to shoot him down. He gets caught. We know what he did, but people still look back at him as one of the greatest presidents between now and and Reagan and all that. And I say he was very effective and and, uh, and the whole thing. So so anyway, it just seems like an odd objection for James Comey to have, who's a very religious guy at this point. I sense he didn't vote for Trump. No. Just my sense of it. Uh, Bridget Fettesy sitting in. When we come back, we'll talk about the box office. Then we'll get to Eric Garcetti audio as he uh, CNN puts up a, a puff piece tonight about uh, Mayor Yoga Pants as he uh, travels across the country, uh, uh, telling everyone every crowd that he uh, that he addresses that he's just not here to run for president. It is super hype local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. with Bridget Fetzi on KFI M640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. KFI AM640 more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian suits in here till 10 p.m. Uh, Bridget Fetesy sitting in from Playboy.com and uh, other outlets, the Federalist, etc. We have to get to the Eric Garcetti audio because he's just such a wiener. But it is <laughs> uh, wrapping up the Sunday. It was a big sports Sunday. So as part of our Hispanic outreach again, here is L Sportsball Caliente, Kevin Figures from the FNA podcast, uh, and uh, KLAC, the Petros and Money Show. Uh, your Hispanic Sports show of record. See, si. hola, señor suits. Buenas noches, Bridget. Buenas noches, mi amigo from uh, from from the the Vernon Dominguez Hills area. I was really hoping you would stop at Buenas noches because I know no more Spanish. After I know that, that's, so. that's that's mine too. <laughs> um, let's let's start with uh, Doyer World and uh, Shohei Otani World. Well, for the Dodgers, things looking up. At least for today, Clayton Kershaw back on the mound to beat the stopper for them. Struck out 12 in seven innings pitch. They had lost three straight games and five straight uh, to the Diamondbacks, who are, well, they've pegged themselves as the Dodgers' biggest rival. I don't think the Dodgers really, you know, give it to about the D-backs, to be honest with you. But it was a pretty big win for them, considering how their offense has been sputtering and they lost three straight and hadn't looked uh, very good at all. So uh, very encouraging that guys like Chris Taylor and Yasiel Puig were able to step up at the plate and get themselves a W before they take on the Padres coming up this week. Uh, and the Anaheim Otanis are yeah. uh, this. Uh, this is crazy. It's one of the top selling Major League Baseball uh, jerseys across the country. Is an Angels Otani uh, jersey. Yeah, and it's odd. I guess it's not that odd. It's an international phenomenon. He's almost more of a you know national or international story than he is here locally, and that's because you know this is more of a Dodger city, and they're tucked away oh down there in Orange County. Uh, but Otani's been phenomenal. You know, batting over three seventy this season, had an RBI triple the other day. Was supposed to start today. Actually, it was a it was a local broadcast that was going to be broadcast nationally. That's just how great he's been. But due to weather, the inclement weather out there in Kansas City, uh, it was postponed. So it actually sets up for a pretty good matchup coming up on Tuesday 
when the Angels host the Red Sox, who have mm-hmm. the second best record in the American League. Angels are thirteen and three. The Red Sox are thirteen and two. So this will really be the which best. Which is I didn't I, I didn't know this because I couldn't care less about the Red Sox. But this is their best, literally their best start in the history of the franchise. It is. It is. The last time they started out this well uh, was in 1918 when they won the World <laughs> Series before the curse started. Mm-hmm. And that was when Babe Ruth was a uh, pitcher for the Red Sox. Right. Uh, right. All right. So the uh, the Anaheim Otanis uh, made mm-hmm. they made a great call. A lot of people uh, were lambasting him for even uh, bringing the guy over, and then spring ball he looked horrible. But now, for the first time in Major League history, he has 27 hits on only four at bats. That's astounding. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know if the math quite adds up. No, way, think about might, it. He might as well. It's he might as well. Amazing. Right, because I, among most others, if this was any other prospect that didn't have a hype coming in that Otani had, there's no way that he would have had the opportunity to start in the major leagues. But because they pumped him up so much, because they sold so many jerseys, there's every road game that they've been through so far, Brian, there has been multitudes of fans cheering for Otani. If it wasn't for his popularity, there's no way he'd be in the majors right now. And uh, fortunate for the Angels, he's actually coming through when it matters, at least so far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it's uh, uh, hockey for black people, the NBA. <laughs> hey, I'm watching hockey for everybody right now. Which, uh, by the way, uh, the NBA play, I call the NBA playoffs are when are the Warriors in the finals for me? That's all it is. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's turned into, guys. Yeah, it's, and they uh, they, they kind of lulled us to sleep a little bit towards the end of the regular season. Steph Curry is hurt, and they come out and just run the Spurs off the floor uh, yesterday, uh, and it wasn't even close to be honest. And it's a month of this. It's it's. I love when when it used to be five seven seven. I thought that was great, but yeah, it, I, now it's seven 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 seven. Then the finals. Not that their upsets were any more prevalent with the five game series, but they were at least more of a chance for it to happen. And some have even suggested doing a three game. They won't do it now because there's too much money involved from a game in game out basis. Could you imagine if say some game ones that happened like today, if the Cavaliers were lost at home to the Pacers today, and it was a best of three instead of a best of five, and now game two is a must win. You know, the that per game, a little bit of an advantage. The per it. game audience would be way bigger than it is right now because I just I couldn't give less uh, uh, less of a rat's ass yesterday and today about the first <laughs> oh, games yeah. in the It'd playoffs. It'd be humongous. And Brian, even with the upsets, even with Cleveland lose, losing at home to the to the Pacers as badly as they did, do any of us believe the Cavaliers are not going to find a way to come back and win that series? Mm. No, no. I mean, it's so a lot of the drama is taken out of a, many of these first round matchups. And honestly, when it comes to game ones, and a lot of times that's the game that the the lower seed or the underdog is most likely to steal. Whether they have a lot of momentum or wind under their jaws, and they're really excited and jazzed up, and maybe a more veteran team that's kind of already been there, done that. Doesn't uh, I don't think this has much of an indication for the remainder of the series for a series like say uh, in Cleveland uh, and versus Indiana. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, again, the FNA podcast. Kevin Figures, part of the Pedros and Money Show. El Sportsball Caliente here on KFI. Uh, and uh, I will see you at the Red House where we buy our furniture. That's right. We're black people and white people buy furniture. And? <laughs> and and Hispanic, Hispanic people, people too. too. Uh, all right. Uh, have a good night. Right. Talk to you. you. All right. That's our guy, El Sportsball Caliente. None of us, neither of us are Hispanic, but uh, we just throw that name in there. And it, uh, it helps, uh, you know, with the, the audience. <laughs> um, so Eric Garcetti, you know, not, speaking of pandering, or as I say, his pandering, speaking of pandering, <laughs> Eric Garcetti, did you know that he's a fluent Spanish speaker? I, this is this. I mean, I would I, people who so. actually speak Spanish say, I don't know, fluent's the word. But oh. he, but he, but here's the crazy thing: he speaks more Spanish than Tony Antonio Villaraigosa did. CNN did a profile on uh, our very own Mayor of Angelinos here in the City of Angels, Los Angeles, 
uh, Eric Garcetti, who still is, he's the only adult man who uses those phrases, who says City of Angels and Angelino. <laughs> now, those are his, his kids. He's the only guy. Uh, but anyway, here's uh, CNN. Here's a little bit of CNN with uh, Garcetti. People don't want to know your 10-point plan for things. They want to know if you connect with them as a human being. Oh, by the way, he's in South Carolina. This is not, he's not in Compton, and he's not in Studio City. Uh, this is the mayor of L.A. being mayor of L.A. in South Carolina. Do you understand their struggle? Can you connect with them? So let us first and foremost not take the bait of the man in the White House or those who seek to divide us and say that we're different because, yes, it's true, I come from Los Angeles and we have a few more Kardashians than you do, but we're mostly not Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Self-effacing humor. Check the box. Check it. Um, uh, there, there's way more to get to, uh, including <laughs> he plays Galaga later on. No, hello, fellow kids. Again, <laughs> he go he goes to the valley. He takes CNN around to show the valley because he's just a simple man, uh, and 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 the whole thing. I got to give him credit though, because a lot of white male politicians in front of a South Carolina crowd of Democrats, they will uh, alter their uh, their linguistic rhythm. Mm. If you know what I'm saying, mm. uh, Hillary Clinton was infamous for churching it up. Uh, even Obama would do it, and 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 he he grew up like me in Hawaii. You know, he had no mm -hmm. accent, and so but so I give Garcetti credit. He's in front of a crowd of South Carolina Democrats, and he's he's not sitting there saying hello, fellow kids mm -hmm. or something. But I don't give him credit for later on. So we'll uh, we'll 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 tear him apart. But but. Um, Eric Garcetti standing there, white guy, checking the box, all of his ethnicities and all that. What do you, if let's say you didn't see him on a daily basis as mayor of LA, what, what would be your, your takeaway on him? You mean just as a person after in South Carolina? After you found out who the hell he was, <laughs> after you discovered that he actually is an elected official somewhere in America. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, he still strikes me as like a little bit unrelatable <laughs> pretty pretty banal that yeah there's not a, not a heck of a lot to hang your hat on with that guy no which, is, which has always been his brand here in la well it works in la because everyone's so meh yeah uh all right bridget fetacy from playboy.com uh and mel and the federalist uh we'll be back right after this we'll play more of eric garcetti's puff piece on cnn that dropped uh, earlier today uh, it is kfi m640 more stimulating talk super hyper local sunday michael chape with the news AM640, more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian Suits in here until 10 p.m. with a, all the information that you need to win your Monday. Also, Bridget Fetacy from Playboy.com and a Angelino. Uh, do you consider yourself an Angelino or a resident of the City of Angels? At this point, I'm an Angelino. Uh, Eric Garcetti, the guy who invented those phrases, evidently, <laughs> um, is in uh, Iowa. He tweeted out uh, yesterday. By the way, if you're wondering, your taxes are not due tonight at Midnight. It's a Sunday. They're due tomorrow at midnight. Thanks, Waterloo Mayor Quentin Hart, for welcoming me to your city where you are helping to modernize factories and keep manufacturing jobs in the USA. And that's from his private Twitter account, not the official city account. But that's your mayor of L.A. there in Iowa where he's busy not running for uh, mayor. So <laughs> he uh, he lifted the veil uh, to CNN. He drove CNN all around the valley. 
and he he wove he wove tales of of uh, you know uh, fast food, and he tried to make the case that the Valley is like small town America, uh, as he drove CNN around. But uh, they were following him at some of his anti-homeless rallies. Ready for the 2028 Olympics? By far, his biggest challenge is the homelessness crisis that is gripping LA. Well, that definitely is the the biggest um, heartbreak for me and my city. We can't give up hope. If we give up hope, we give up on those people on the streets. We can't arrest our way out of this. We can't just shelter our way out of it. We have to house our way out of this. And I I don't know what the hell that means. But if you say we can't house our way out of it, or we can't shelter our way out of it, how is giving away housing not sheltering? Yeah, that seems... And everything, everything again. This is the heartbreak for his city. By far, his biggest challenge is the homelessness crisis that is gripping LA. Well, that definitely is the the biggest um, heartbreak for me and my city. So don't put it in emo- <laughs> I don't want to hear it in emotional terms. Yeah. You know, I get, I get it. You're emoting. You know, this is a problem that requires cold, objective people who can do math. Who can figure out that if you give away a th- if you pay for a thing you get more of a thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he he just can't seem to do that. But he did get all man of the people and simple though when uh, he he uh, took him down to the valley. Being in America and listening to Americans. Despite that blue chip resume, he tries to connect. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I need to go. I need to get, need to go back. No, no, she didn't <laughs> say blue collar. She's a blue, blue chip. Blue chip. Factor in. You know, 95 percent of my work is being mayor. Uh, but that 5% that nags at all of us of what's going wrong in this country, I think is best thought out not in your own head, but by getting out there, being in America, and listening to Americans. <laughs> Despite that he's, he's, rest- he's doing that in Bel Air. <laughs> he tries to connect as the kid from the Valley who loves baseball and played Galaga at the arcade. You heard that right. Yeah. So he's at some arcade. I don't know where it is. It's like in Sherman Oaks somewhere. (laughs) And it's totally, he's totally doing the hello fellow kids meme. (laughs) Hello fellow kids. And there's a diverse crowd of youngsters. And so he's wearing jeans and a short sleeve shirt. And he starts playing Galaga. (sighs) A kid from the Valley who loves baseball. And played Galaga at the arcade. What do you got to school? What do you feel that you still really need to accomplish before you leave this office? Because if you did run for president, you'd have to leave in the middle, right? <laughs> I think I'll be sad that there's always work that's left undone. I want to make a dent in things that are important. I want to turn momentum on traffic. I want to make a dent in homelessness on the way to eradicating it on our streets. Um, but there's always something else to do tomorrow, and you have to be at peace knowing you're not going to finish. Yeah, again, it's his emotion. It's all, it's all he's going to be sad. Undone. I want to make really need to accomplish before you leave this office because if you did run for president you'd have to leave in the middle right i think i'll be sad that there's always work that's left yeah this is just a state of everyone everyone it's all about their emotion and yeah it just seems like that's our culture right now i know and it's just like people saying oh i survived this or i survived that whereas our grandfather our grandparents said oh uh, yeah i had the cancer they took out a lung now i went back to work yeah and no one talked about where they were when something happened unless they were actually there yeah he'll be sad if there's the sads in los angeles he'll have the sads <laughs> if if uh, if he continues to get the sads uh in la and and then he wants to put a dent in traffic oh, he, oh, he put a dent. he's crushed it 
Yeah. He's beat. You know what? You keep taking away car lanes and giving them to bicyclists. Uh, <laughs> You're damn right. You put a dent in traffic in LA, Jack Hole. The most entitled people on the roads are the bicyclists. And Garcetti is absolutely in their tight back pocket. Oh, very, very tight back pocket. And the homelessness, what does it increase? 75% in six years or something? And you know why? Because we keep giving away more free junk. Mm-hmm. This is a mystery to him. The first sign that you see after you pay your 20 bucks and go in Yosemite is don't feed the bears. It's not that simply. There's so much mental, I mean, it's so much mental illness. And there's so, it's not just like give them a house and they're going to be okay. I know. But, you know, I want to put a dent in the homeless crisis because I don't want Eric Garcetti to be sad. <laughs> That's really what's important to me. Can you imagine something? And by the way, the only, the only person allowed to say City of Angels is Anthony Kiedis during. <laughs> During the the encore of any Red Hot Chili Peppers concert when they're doing, what's it called? Under the bridge. What is it? Under the bridge. Under the bridge. Yeah. No. But but I just I I just uh, I anguish. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because Eric Garcetti has the sads that he might leave the job un, uh, incomplete. I mean, <laughs> you you heard him. He said that he actually thinks he can eradicate homelessness. He's not going anywhere. No. You don't think so? No. You know what? We decided really? during the commercial break, Bridget and I decided he might be the first guy to ever run for vice president <laughs> since the Constitution was changed. There you go. He's He is the perfect running mate for any Democrat. It's true. And it's not going to be Kamala Harris and Garcetti because that's two Californians. Totally Ugh. innocuous. But you watch the Democrats do that thinking he's that's just, a winning ticket. He's just getting out in front, just a little Eric Garcetti yeah. out there like, I can be a vice president. And it would, it would say Garcetti 2020, make me happy. <laughs> I have the sads. Turn that frown upside down, that America. That win. Yeah, I I'm going to. I feel gonna... like with the millennials, that might actually really resonate. I, I have the sads, uh, but I have the happies for America. <laughs> so help me, LOL. <laughs> so, uh, all right, thanks for coming in. And uh, when when you whenever your columns uh, drop, I'll tweet them out, and we'll have you Thank on the you. phone Thank and you have for you back in. Me. And uh, and good luck with that Tucker Carlson T-shirt. Oh gosh, um, we didn't have time to do. Have you seen a free couch? Because earlier we did. We we did. We heard one in traffic. There was one in traffic down on I five. Michael Chappé, do you have one? Uh, you no, I did. I did see one, and I had a dead raccoon. Oh, a big was, one too. Was it free? Mm, yeah, <laughs> said a free I think raccoon. It's pretty much free if you um, really want it. All right. Well, uh, so save up your free furniture, Angelinos, uh, all throughout the city of Angels. Next Sunday, we'll uh, we'll total it all up. In our uh, our amazing and unique bit, have you seen a free couch? Uh, all right, uh, for uh, Joey Murata, Josh Saylor, Brian, who doesn't have a last name, till he's a full time employee, and uh, Michael Chappé, uh Thanks for listening to Super Apple Local Sunday. We'll see you Tuesday with Bill Handel for Tactical Tuesday KFI AM six forty. More stimulating.